Not yet. This is Van Electric Ghost. We are live on my Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch channels with Insidia. And we've had him on the show before. He's part of the Peg Bedroom Festival back in July. And we're glad to have you on. You're going to be talking about some new projects and new stuff you're working on. And some uh, like history about like why you might have disappeared off the web for a little bit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to talk about whatever you want to start first. Do you want to talk about what was going on this year? Or you want to get into the single, you know, the pre well, um, EP, all that stuff? I will open up by saying that I am not in the video. Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm in video. Um, Insidia is me and Emily, who's not here. <laughs> she's invisible. Well, I might think she's here. Um, and um, yeah, uh, we, yeah, the uh, the, the uh, festival that we played uh, was really great, I think. Um, there was loads of really talented artists on. And um, it was just a great. Great way, you know, to get back into it. We hadn't, well, I personally hadn't been up for a while, but Emily, she sort of joined this project in back like in January. And yeah, she's she's been brilliant so far. I think you interviewed her recently. Yeah, I did a separate interview for her. Yeah, and, uh, we were yeah. gonna try to have her do like a solo performance as well at some point. Yeah. She messaged me about it. She was like, "Kyle." I was like, "Yes, Emily." She was like, "Well, <laughs> what do I say? What do I say about when the EPs come out?" You say nothing, Emily. You say nothing. And she was like, "Why?" And I was like, "Because I don't even know." <laughs> <laughs> but um, right. we we did a little we, we did a like little, if we we'll, we can talk about the EP we'll first, the EP sure. first. Yeah, yeah, because that's like the latest thing. But you got to pre-save first. Do you want to talk about the single? Yeah, the cartoonist. Yeah, the cartoonist is. So it's a long story. It, it's better in going off about why I was uh, absent for a while. To be fair. Yeah. But basically, what happened was we had. Um, it was. I was sort of going a bit full screen. You know, full. Full on for a while, and and something basically happened, and and it wasn't very good. Very good. The what basically happened was my my dad uh, passed away during the first lockdown and it was just before we uh with me and uh regime Fay put out uh dior which we we both had big plans for big plans for 
uh, we were both doing a paid social media marketing campaign, and um, I believe I put in something like 400, 450. I don't know what Regina put in, uh, but we planned out a marketing campaign, put it out, and um, what basically happened was so far through the planning for that, my uh, my dad passed away. And it dawned upon me that um, I was going to need to take some time out. Uh, so we got the uh, the music out, and uh, we we finished off the uh, marketing campaign. And frankly, within its first week, it did numbers. That um, the, the week that it came out was the week of my father's funeral. And the week that it came out, uh, it, it, it did help cushion the blow a bit. Because I was just put one on me, off the, me, not on dopamine <laughs> from it. Uh, and then um, this is kind of, yeah, went a bit downwards. But luckily, the single after that was Colours, which I, I actually wrote way before and recorded well before I was just saving it and uh, I popped that out afterwards did the marketing for that but after that I figured right I'm going to take some time to myself because if I don't take some time to confront what's happened I'm never going to do it and by the time I do get around to confronting it, it I'm going to be far worse than I will be now yeah, I think it's always hard to handle like um like my dad passed away in 2017. <clears throat> um it was actually just before I started a project. And mm. I had no idea what I was going to mm. do. And after he passed away, it gave me a lot of like emotional content. And I ended up meeting this individual in Los Angeles through uh the net and we proceeded to get into a really interesting, you know, project. Uh, that we, um, and then what happened is like in the middle of that project, some people in her life passed away. <laughs> so it was yeah, like, well, it started with my dad yeah, passing well, away, my dad passing away, and then she had like an aunt pass away, and it was like, wow, is this, this thing? It's like life is getting in the way of everything. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I understand that. I understand that. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, it's, for me, I, it's been like more than over a year. Like, don't know, like, but how I looked at it was there were points where I was sat in a car with my mates and we were going to gym in, I think it was April. I think it was April this year and I was going to the gym we just opened up and first day we were like, oh, we'll go to the gym. I mean, you can't see it on me, but I have made some improvements. But one of them turned around and said, what's going on with Insidia? And I was just like, I don't know. And I thought you had something there to be on and it was the first time it really like you know, really, like, you know hit your head that you maybe you should get back into it 
maybe I should get back into it. And well, well, I think the work is special, guy. And I was like, mm, no, I love your stuff. I'm not even speaking as your friend. I love your stuff. And I was like, right, right. Well, you know what? Um, I'm going to sit and think about it. It took me a, a while to think about it. And I thought, what were it? Like, I'd... I'd I'd encountered Emily before because the person that's doing cinematography for uh, our future stuff, uh, the person that put me on to Emily. Now, I'd tried with other singers, you know, and it just never worked. They all wanted to do different things. We had we had uh, one that like, thought that when I asked them to be the singer for the project, that it was just to do backing vocals. It was like, no, I didn't ask you to just do backing vocals. And the other one, it was like more that they didn't think it was going to work. I don't think that they were used to working with another artist on a project. So um, I ended up getting really frustrated and then um, also really motivated. So I was thinking, like, right, people like this stuff. And my daddy was a, a drummer, really good drummer. He did all Neil Peter sort of rough stuff. And uh, I think the decisive moment for me was I got blackout fucking wasted, part of my language, um, one night. And um, I just thought, well, you know, dad loved Into Infinity. Would he want see me quit and if you love into infinity and he was a harsh critic and he was a harsh critic you know i can probably go on to do instrumentals and do well from that which i was doing before in my opinion so i started out like just wiping away these songs the instrumentals that are coming up soon um Cartoonist being the third one that I wrote, being the third one that I wrote, and then I wrote, and then uh, wrote meteors, meteors first, then Burr, which is actually Burr, the nickname that my dad got from his friends. I wrote that third, and then I wrote Skimwalker fourth. And uh, I'm really proud of how they've all so those are all songs that are going to be on the EP? Well, they were all... Well, they see, the thing is about EP is it's... See, the thing is about EP is it's... It guts me to say it, but it's not coming out as an EP. I mean, I, I'd love to have it. The thing is, the EP was meant to be five tracks. meant to be five tracks. And it's it's been whittled down to four. And that's because, unfortunately, uh, the MacBook had all the stuff that was pre-production on it uh, got robbed. And all we've got left is like two minutes of Jim Walker, which was shaping up to be one of my favourites. We've got the masters of cartoonists, Meteors, and Burr. Mm -hmm. And then there was a fifth track and then there that was I was track. 
messing about with, but it never really came forward. You know, it, I was struggling with it. And you, you know what it's like. Sometimes you have a song that comes together in seconds. Then you've got another song that takes weeks and weeks. Sometimes even a year together. Yeah, yeah. There's some songs like you work on, and you're like, I, I got a whole album in 2017 that I put on the shelf. It's got like, and I think it's got some of like my best songs called Dark Ghost, and I was even going to mm. put it on vinyl, but it was all about this relationship I had with this person I had met after my dad died, and we went and did mm. an album, and then we broke up. And then mm. I went and did Dark Ghost. Mm. And I thought Dark Ghost was, is, I still think it's great, but then it's like, it's maybe too personal and maybe yeah. it's too, too yeah. much, too much about her. And then, so it's like, mm. I just put it on the shelf and it never came out. And it's like, it's, it's really good. And I'm like, and it's like, I want to put it out, but then I'm like, I don't want to get like, get her mad at me. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know if I should put it out. I get what you mean. It's like, it's like, I've got, I've, I've got, got something, I've got something that's, that's like that. But for me, like looking at it from the perspective of, like, say, the single that's coming out, the cartoon next, and I know that they're watching right now. Which I sent them the link. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? I wrote meteors first, and I think that meteors and blur are the most emotionally charged of these tracks that are coming out like burr is not as is like dark as meteors but then you listen to the cartoonist and there's a drastic change in mood and it will because i basically met them when i started talking to them Thank God it's still going well. You know, I'm, I'm scheduled to be seeing them soon. They're probably like giggling with excitement right now. Was it? Uh, yeah, I was like, I, I wrote the cartoonist anymore. And what it was was we we, we watched uh, like like stuff like Hotel Transylvania, um, and then my free time I was watching animated movies and I thought, well, right, you know, I'm gonna write something that's more, you know, cartoony, like Danny Elfman, if you know what I mean. Like oh, oh, it's, so, oh it's, it, so is it Danny Elfman? It's like Oingo Bongo, or is it Danny Elfman like like cinematic? Yeah, Danny Elfman yeah, cinematic. Yeah, yeah. Well, like you know, you've got the the Batman Forever. So the Batman, yeah, like our over the top cartoony Batman stuff. Yeah, exactly. So uh, and about Boy Story and uh, and um, what yeah. was it? Old Dogs Live Forever. If you've ever seen that. Yeah, he did the Nightmare Before Elm Street and stuff like that. Too. Yeah, like stuff like that. And I was thinking yeah, of that. And I, was, like that, I channeled I that into the uh, the compositions. And I, I'm really proud of how it's come out. I can't wait for people to hear it. I appreciate it. And I got the link on here. So when people people watch this, there's a link for that pre-save for a cartoonist. So. Awesome. Click on. It. I, I mean, click awesome. on it. When when it goes I, on the I mean, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, you'll be able to click on it. So. Oh, good. 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 Oh, good.
good. I want to say, I think my personal favourite. I, I think my personal favourite. I mean, there's a bump in the uh, the quality of the springs. The, uh, the quality of the springs. But um, it's obviously not quite there yet. It's but on the future stuff, yet, I've, but, I've, I've got there now. How did you, how do you do that bump? Got there now. How do you increase the quality of the strings? What, what How do you increase the quality of the strings? Right, so here's my answer. Right, so it depends on what you want. It depends on what you want. So, mm -hmm. for example, if you've got something like I have, I've got Spitfire's Lobby on Neo, which is a very, very full sort of um, sampling tool, but it's also got its, its list with eDNA, which is like... I don't really know quite what this is, really quite but, um, but um, it's, it's give me a second to formulate it into words. So the first thing is to, to, to get a bump so in really, you need to figure out, you know, the range of the orchestra and how an orchestra works. It's a living, breathing organism in its own sense. So how I would mix it, and I don't know how it comes across to our viewers, is well, shallows this side, your shallows here, you'd have your flute, You'd have your flute and you'd have your piano here. And you'd have your piano here. And then you'd have your brass. Oh, you don't. Oh, so like it's like a like a little like a little yeah. A semi range Yeah. Yeah. So for example, your cello can range of the sound. Yeah, your cello can play within the um, a bit within the range of your violins, specifically your violin. But your first violins, you want higher yeah. than your second violins, and you want them on uh, that side. So if I'm listening, I want it my left ear on violins, and I want my cello with the stereo stereo yeah. So you're playing with the stereo panning, yes. and you're and you're playing with the like the first and the second, uh, yeah. Groups. Like and I was, I was like yeah. a first clarinet. <laughs> I was a first clarinet, like in an yeah. And then you want so me like this. First clarinet, second. Oh yeah, yeah, that's interesting. What's that? You want something like this that you can plug in? Yeah, it's a plug-in MIDI controller. And you want to be able to toggle your dial. You want to science bit like dynamics there. Yeah, yeah. The bottle there. Yeah, that's cool. The bottle Expression, there. reverb, expression, and you reverb. know, just oh, nice. and you know, just expression is more like yeah. your volume within like the volume. Volume within the volume. Yeah, and then you want like to when be I'm like, using my mode. No. <laughs> no. And when I know when you're using an analog synth, when I know, yeah, it's like the same thing. You got to use the yeah. dynamic. When I know it's staying down, like if you ever the real orchestra playing. And I know it's gonna stop. They don't stop abruptly. They sort of um, they sort of um, die down the dynamics. It gets softer, and then yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when people try to explain, like if you try to do horns on a synth, but you don't know anything about breathing, you don't know anything about using the reed, right? Like so, then you would do something that that a, that a horn player can't do, right? 
the whole thing about being a, a sax player or a flute player is that you it's have breathing. a limitation of your breath. Yeah, if you just keep on playing the synth for the flute and you don't consider the fact that there's a breathing and there's there's all kinds of dynamics that you do as a as a wind instrument and you don't and you ignore that, then you're not gonna capture that. So I get it with like a string, you I kinda have to understand how the violinist yeah. and the cello how they how they all work. Right, and so then, he, he, spoke then research, he spoke a lot of research. He spoke a lot of research. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I mean, like my, one of my yeah, favorite like, composers my is Hans Zimmer. It's cliche, but I also love Stravinsky. Well, he did um, some awesome stuff with the CS80, the CS80, and the Roland System 100s. How he how he actually used those in mm. in, in his cinematic work. Mm. He has like really interesting techniques on the Yamaha CS80, which is a real like foundational synthesizer, and also the, yeah. the Roland System 100s. Yeah. Um, he used to chain them together and and use them in, a, in like a John Carpenter. Him and John Carpenter are like really synth freaks, and they can use synthesizers for all kinds of interesting cinematic orchestral effects. And he, you know, if you're a synthesist, you study. Like Eno, you study Zimmer, you study you know John Carpenter, you know the guys from Funkadelic and Stevie Wonder. I mean, there's the well, I mean, people that you look at. Well, I mean, that they, they, they kind of get an idea, and then you, you do what you're gonna do. But you know, you understand. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, like, what is it? I've I look at. What is it? Obviously, I've got a lot of books that I can read, and I've got. I think it's but. If people really are interested in doing or like MIDI orchestration, I'd recommend this book. I'd recommend this book. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then, you know, because I personally believe that reading increases the creases on your brain. Increases the creases on your brain. Oh, yeah. But I always like to do, you know, my reading and then my listening. And I, you know, I got this massive library of all these great you know classic records and i was listening to like blondie and then i was listening yeah. to like joy division yeah and then i went back and i listened to um to a bunch of uh old bowie with a lot of brian eno experiments like his berlin yeah. stuff yeah and i was listening to the deeper cuts the ones that nobody listens to right and you know yeah. at least that you know yeah. unless you're a critic and so I, I, that's the stuff where I find the magic, because I think it's the deeper stuff on a, somebody's record, like the deep tracks that aren't singles, that to me yeah. are always the really yeah. interesting p pieces of work that I get like a lot of techniques. I, I mean, I'll pick up things and like not that I'm gonna clone it, but it's like I want to see what Eno was really getting into, right? And so I'm like, yeah, yeah that that's what I want. I well, it's like when I was. Well, it's like, well, it was like when I was in a music like college. We had a brilliant music tutor for composition called Neil. Shout out Neil if he sees this, but Neil Anderton, you called, and he would teach us. Like my orchestral composition is not. I'm gonna just say it now. But he he would teach us canon, teaches how to write counterpoint. It was all really practical. His lessons, 
He teaches a modal modulation called All this, all this fucking, ooh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, heavy stuff. And uh, it, was, it was just all over. And, I mean, I drawed on a lot of it for Clark Lunis. Because I was, I was starting to feel my groove a bit more. Like, this was, like I said, the last track out of the three that are completed. That I did. Well, this one's got a lot of Alberti bass. Specifically, um, if you've heard the... Um, the uh, sneak peek that I put out yesterday. That the piano is doing all the bass, and the strings are harmonising the Alberti bass. And then later on, the piano goes off into a tone like solo, while the strings continue the Alberti bass. Flew, as I'm sure you heard, it's it's more very. It's like. Stopping starting, but in a realistic way to uh, yeah, emulate the human voice. Yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah it's a real, like somebody would really do it, you know. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's I think that I like thing is, is, if you get so many people. Go on. But I was saying that some people, they just, they, they, a lot of things today, people don't know where to leave the space in the music. Right? Well, it's because there's a lot of people, of they, of just, them, they jump on the. On the Dawes, and they just have like oh, yeah. so much going on. There's no yeah. space. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, the thing is, I agree with you. A lot of people, I've listened to a lot of mock scores, specifically on submit because I'll go on to the ambient and the orchestral section. And like, it's like I found Gina through Mithub. I don't know how she found you. Maybe she found you through some mid-hook. I don't know. I think I found her, I think, on Instagram, like I always do. Oh, well, <laughs> man, well you found me on there. I found her through some And I, I found a lot of people liked something she liked. <laughs> And you go into their hot or not section, and I am such a critic. I'll be there going. I'll be there going. The flu, the flu, you, your yeah. flute is the is not stopping for a fucking breath. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't. You don't have endless breath. You know, a yeah. keyboard has yeah. has endless like playing, right? But but yeah, and this and is where yeah, but then they forget that the whole the point, like if you get into Prince, like or funk. It's the funky breaks. It's it's the space, right? If you like, to, yeah, it's where you don't yeah, play. Yeah. It's where you don't play. It's like, for example, me. Like, Let's say I'm a guitarist and I try and do something like what? That for me, it it requires tapping. It requires tapping, and it requires. You know, use of all the fingers pretty much. If I went like, that's fair enough for me, but there's still a bit of sloppiness there. Whereas a keyboardist, even a beginner of a, like on a keyboard, he could play that much more easy, much more cleanly. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and then you might throw the base base hand in, and you might make it too cluttered, you know. So the the, yeah. the whole key is like a lot of times you gotta yeah. know, like when not to overdo it, when not to go and do, like like a wall of sound, because a lot of times today I think with the dog people go and they try to do these massive walls of sound, right? Mm. And then there's maybe too much going on, mm. right? And so there's too much going on, and then you're not emphasizing like the real hook. Because you put so much on it that you buried it. And, and I, my whole thing is that you listen to the old James Brown, where you listen to like Johnny Cash, where you listen to old Dylan. The cool thing about it is the space and not put yeah. too much on. You know, that's yeah. where you get the, like the well, brilliance. It's like, it's like in one, the of my, it's like one of my favorite, and I mean, Specifically, uh, yeah, spoilers yeah, for the Casino Royal. But if you haven't, you should. And you know what are you doing with your life? The big one. Why they use the best Bond? I like him better than even Sean Connery. You know, I Sean. Well, Sean yeah, he's the most accurate. But he actually does it in a way. That I like it because he makes it serious. And he makes it. He he brings like 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 a depth to the character that wasn't there before. Like he's wounded. The character is wounded. He's got a lot of problems, but then he's like really pushing. And, well, and that I I just like the dynamic. The dynamic. I mean, we are we are veering a little bit off topic. Well, I, I read oh, yeah, the uh, I mean, like when I was younger, like when I was younger. And the Bond so portrayed in those books is Daniel Craig's Bond. He's an alcoholic. Yeah, so he actually read the books. He's an alcoholic. He yeah. read the books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's an alcoholic. Yeah. He's, you know, he's a womanizer. He's a misogynist. But he is for a reason. That's Vesper trading than Vesper. In the book. She dies and he's just nothing about it. But in the film, I like how they changed it and they made it tragic with that. Yeah, they made it have a much deeper role. impact. It made it have a tragic yeah. impact. They made it more of a suicide. They made it more of a suicide. Yeah, but it's interesting, like you said, the way the theme is is repeated for emphasis in different scenes. Yeah, I, I like it's a really good composition trick because he has the uh, the violin on this side and then he has the cello on that side and they both go, one of them goes into cloud plant, I think it's the violin goes into uh, harmonics and then the cello goes into pop and on this side when you listen to it. And then you have the piano go, which is her main theme, her main motive. And it's just like, that hurts. Yeah, I, I like it when, when, you, when you listen to things, you know, like, well, I was listening to 2001 Space Odyssey, and I loved how that comes in, um, mm. you know, the way, way they emphasize it. In certain, and there's a lot of silence in that. It. It's like a silent film. It. Yeah, if you listen. In the, if you watch Space Odyssey, it's like a lot of the film is like a silent movie. 
and the music has the most impact because it's like nothing being said for like a long time in that movie. It's like an old silent film. It's just all done with the music and the acting. But um, yeah, so I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I actually been watching a lot of silent films just because mm -hmm. there's so much. The music's really emotive. Yeah, it's super important. And then it's like the eyes of the actors, right? So you watch the facial movement in the eyes of the actors in the silent movies. And, and it's so core. It's like that stuff, you should, that, that those techniques should be brought back for like music videos because there's a lot you could do with what the way those directors did. Um, and I was just yeah. looking at it and I said, whoa, I, I got yeah. some ideas if I work with a director on stuff for the ghost. It's like, I want you to watch these silent films and come up with something that's like that. Because I think well, that, for example, that's very emotive well, of what I want to do. <laughs> uh, have you seen um, the Martin Scorsese remake of Cape Fear? Yeah, that movie's awesome. Well, I love De Niro. It, the, the last 20 minutes get a bit silly for me, but the, the score is iconic. And a lot of people don't even know they've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it. I mean, I watched that like oh, 10 times. I mean, I watched Scorsese movies over and over just to get the impact of what he's doing visually because usually yeah. the first time i miss a bunch of things yeah. every time i watch it i miss something every time i watch it i see something else when you see a good like coppola and scorsese like when you watch their movies you can you, you suddenly start diving into stuff it's like wow there's so mm. much stuff going on mm. that if you don't you got to watch it over and over just to pick yeah. up the, yeah. the subtleties that are in it you know, along with with the, the use of music, because Scorsese uses music, you know, in a, in a really interesting way. He loves like using Stones music and you know soul tr tracks and for like impact on certain yeah. songs. You know, it's just really interesting yeah. how how he uses it. But um, yeah, I, I really I really well, I love all types of music. But cinematic stuff is 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 pretty cool because I think it's like the surrealism that you that's, that's happening sometimes in some film. Is a, is a lot of what I like to do with the ghost ideas are all telling stories anyway. Everything I do is about storytelling. <laughs> but I think every artist, like you, everything you're doing, you're telling a story. I think every every artist tells a story in their song, you know, unless you're doing a beat-focused song. Um, but I think even those songs might tell a story. I mean, you can have a, a <laughs> you can have a beat focus song, Nola. I don't know if you've like. I mean, I recently I've been in Eminem, and I love his I lyric. Love his I think, lyric. like, I know it can be very rap, like, you know, but like, there's tracks like rap music rap is like, is yeah, it does have a focus. I mean, I think rap and hip hop actually do tell stories and you have and then you have the ability to have a beat i think more like party music that's kind of just mm. like dancing like just go go to go to a club and dance sometimes those songs don't really say that much but hip-hop yeah. songs that have a beat that you could also yeah. dance to can say like, like as much as a dylan song it's like i've been listening to a lot of like tupac and it, it sounds crazy for me to say that i've been listening to a lot of tupac but like there's been moments where i've like where he's putting it's like he's like he's got lines where he's putting them and they they go on over 
He could have put it on the line before, and it wouldn't have meant as much. But where he's put it is perfect. Let's say it's a sad line, but it's got implied sadness in it. It will put on the line before, you yeah, won't, yeah. Won't line it. because it's put it where he's put it, it brings it out. It it good. That's it actually out. hit me. He, he, I don't know how he's done it. really like it goes beyond. Well, I think just, like when I think about me, you know, yeah, popping it down. I think Earth's Westshire. It goes more to uh, it goes more to this life structured this perfectly. Yeah, I think Tupac, he, he had that it's the word placement. And um, the, the construction, uh, and that's a lot in hip hop. Hip hop is all about song craft or lyric craft. It's more like spoken word lyric craft. Um, yeah, it's got a lot. Yeah. like if you Cash or yeah, I mean it's a lot like what Johnny Cash and and Dylan used to do. Um, it's the wordplay is so important to the song, more than like it being a perfect pitched vocal. It's it's the structure of the lyrics and in, integrated into the song, you know. Mm. And Cash had this kind of railroad train thing going on. That, that yeah. And the way he emphasized yeah. that train, the, like if you listen to like, like any of his songs, like Folsom Prison, or, or you know all these songs, that he would get into these songs and have this really unique beat. Uh, and mm. it, and it wasn't about that he had the greatest voice or vocally. But the impact of his voice and how he placed those lyrics is like the way Tupac does it, like Dylan does it. And even a guy like today, like Earl Sweatshirt. Earl Sweatshirt, like his work is kind of defined by like extreme melancholy. It's yeah. like super yeah. melancholy. Yeah, he was a bit like a city of that, didn't he? Like city of that, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I would say, well, is it with Johnny Cash? Or Paul Johnny Cash, because... Because Johnny Cash makes my little scorpion over there get very violent. He gets violent? He gets to be the scorpion. He gets violent. She'll, she'll pop out that cage and she'll sting me to death in my sleep. She'll take my eyes. So are you saying that, the, the, that your EP, you're not putting out the EP or you are going to put out the EP? I'm kinda, so... Kinda I know there's a lot of confusion over what's going on with this project, and believe me, I get confused. Uh, but basically, what's happening is there was an EP that I was working on around this time this year to start rolling out, and it was an instrumental EP in the style like Into Infinity, uh, colors, you know. That's that's the one that's, that's been affected. Oh, that's the one that's affected. Okay. Yeah. Got this new yeah. Whereas we be with me and Emily, and I mean, like, you're more than welcome. And we're more than welcome to talk about it and the making of it because, quite frankly, we've nearly finished it. We're very like, like, that close. That's coming out. That's coming out in 2022, right? It's not coming out this yeah, year. Well, the, the album's coming out in 2022 with the old singer. 
mm-hmm. which it, it's going to be confusing for people. I understand that much, but I'm not. I, 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 I've not paid like over a grand to not put it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. So you got a record with an old. You, for everybody to understand, you got a record with your old singer, and then you yeah. got a new project with Emily. Yeah, and, and that is. And that is well, we're planning on. Older, on. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, it's all right. Old one out first. You're putting the, you're putting the one with the old singer out first. Yeah, right? and then we're and then we're putting all the material out with the old singer first. After these instrumentals, instrumentals, and there's going to be new instrumentals made until that album is ready to go. And and look, it could it could take it could take another year. We could get unlucky into another lockdown again, but it's not coming out that album until there's videos to go with it. Because it's it's one of those things we want to push it. Push it and push it, and, and I know the old singer might get angry, but she's getting a fifty percent royalty split. She's got nothing to be angry about. And uh, well, she's the one that left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know how it is. I got a whole album. That, I got an album that's on, well, I got an album that's on the shelf because I kind of not that they were on it. But, but I was inspired by it, so I didn't put it out. But um, well, you see, the thing is, it's like, well, for me, when it came to the old singer, I wasn't so much inspired, but I, I also was. It wasn't like I was thinking of her, but I was thinking, right, I've got a concept album that I've got to write, I've got to write, and I've got this singer, I've got this singer. This singer's good at love songs. This singer's good at this, that, and other. Let's try and subvert expectations a bit. Nah, yeah. Nah. I, I'll give Rose gets the credit where she's it's you. She's, she's really talented. She's got a lovely vocal tone, lot, and it sounds really innocent. Mm-hmm. But what happens if you take something what that like an instant vocal tone that most of the sings about love? And then you turn it into the, the five stages of grief and you make it dark and you make it, you know, blackened. And that's what I was interested in. That's what I was interested in. You're interested in going that direction. It's a different type of thing. It's like 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 the, the, there's a melancholy in Karen Carpenter's voice, right? I yeah. talk about, like, if you listen to yeah. the Carpenters, everybody thinks they're all this pop, you know, this pop duo. Everything she touched ended up having this melancholy that is not like anything else from that time. Like exactly. there are other songs from that time that, exactly. that that have this kind of happiness in it, but her stuff has like inherent sadness in everything. And, and well, it just, I mean, it just it becomes well, overpowering. I mean, <laughs> Sometimes you can't listen to it. I don't know. So I mean, you say the same about me. You've not heard the CP in full. Oh, yeah. But, um, oh, no, trust me. What was, I, I don't like to joke about it. There's a common in joke about this project with the Stuffit Singers, and that is when, when people listen to this music, and I don't like to, it's not a joke. Don't do this, people, please. But a lot of people have turned around to me, and the pilot's almost like your aim is to drive the suicide rate up. I'm like, don't. Oh, 
Yeah, I, 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 I'm not playing. No, there's, there's like, so there's certain like musicians that had that kind of vibe, like Bob Mold, um, mm. in Who's to Do. He had this album called Black Sheets of Rain that was so depressing that like you had to like you like if you're feeling bad, don't listen to this record. Yeah, because <laughs> like, well, this I'll, I'll, you, I'll tell you, you this now. <laughs> if you're feeling bad when this this album comes out, don't listen to it. No, because there, there was a thing about there certain artists that were so like like even Paul Westerberg, he had songs about like jumping off the roof, right? Fuck. Called this song called like the ledge. And it was like, okay, okay, Paul, you know, you got a lot of young guys who are like your idol that idolize you. And then you're telling them to jump off the roof. <laughs> um, it's like, it's a little much, but, um, but you know, I, I love Paul and I, and I, I understand he's like, he's kind of pulling this kind of Alex Chilton, Lou Reed thing. And he's going really dark. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you get into really some Lou Reed and velvet underground songs, they get really dark. You know, they get really okay, on can the I just Excuse me a second. I need to fart. <laughs> That's okay. <All> right. <laughs> go on. We're, we're, we're real. We're real people. That's probably all real. But um, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, I think there's a whole thing in music where there's certain people that will tell you producers, all, all you can, you all you just talk about love, you talk about love him and her or her and her or whatever. And it's just all about being like, like positive. And yeah, yeah. Vibe. Well, but like sometimes you want to go like where Lou went or where, yeah. You know, well, it's like what with, with Emily. Like, I mean, we talked about album, and I, I don't want to talk too much about the album, I'd rather like be a surprise. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. with Emily, for example, Emily, as she's mentioned to you, she's very into a folk, yeah, yeah, folk. Which and we, when we were talking about like the idea of this. The, the, she came out with this idea of like Greek mythology. I'm not going to tell you which Greek myth it is exactly, but as it's gone on and on, it's, it's sort of deviated from the myth and come back round to the myth and deviated again and come back round, but then skewed itself completely, but then come back round again. Yeah, and it's kind of like the Odyssey and the Iliad. You know, yeah, well, yeah. well, what is it? We 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 were looking at like we looked at it at first, and we were like, we, we, we said right, so we could do Orpheus and Eurydice. Mm -hmm. We could do Hercules versus the uh, I forgot the giant's name. The, the giant would keep reviving him. This is a cut track, by the way. We we're not doing it. Don't get your hopes up. But um, the idea would be that every time Hercules took down the giant and it revived itself and got stronger, we'd change genre because we're fucking mental. No, that's kind of like no, it's Until like it got to the point where we were just going to or deathcore or something like that. And I was just like, I want to do it. That's progressive. That's modern progressive. It's kind of like, you know, if you think about like what Genesis used to do with Gabriel, you know, mm. in the same album, they'd be jumping around um, yeah. and, and with different, like, you know, you'd have really dirge stuff and then super yeah. fast you know, rock stuff and then go back to dirge, go to classical, go here. It's like, yes. And all those bands, they like, they just would go all over the map, you know, 
Well, I mean, really, if, if that's the that's stuff that was scrapped, yeah. imagine what made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but um, <laughs> you know, like, we were we cool thinking, we thinking of, like, a nice, like, in my eyes, I see it, what was we nearly done with it. It will soon be going into its final recording stages, then it's out of our hands, then we're on to the next. But I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, this is a nice 50-50 split, and I think it will please a lot of people. The people that like all the instrumental stuff, I see it pleasing, and I see it bringing in a new crowd with the other half of it. Well, I think the cool thing about it is, like, you, you, you're putting together something that's meant to be heard as not just one song, but a collection of songs that yes, are connected. Yes. And and today that is kind of hard because a lot of people just want to have one song on a Spotify playlist. And that's well, it's the like, to, yeah, it's the thing yeah. to do. But it's like I've, uh, I've said to some people, I've said to some people, I want you to get, I want, I want people to, to, because we've got our marketing plan sorted. I'm not going to go into it because that's like a boxer telling his opponent or, yeah, yeah, or telling the world his game plan. Yeah, don't do that. But, yeah, don't do that. But we've, we've got one and we, we're confident in it. It's going to cost us, but we're confident. And it's split in two. Because, like I said, this EP is a perfect 50-50 split. And, but the aim is you'll, you'll be drawn in enough by what you're going to hear that you'll go and you'll check it out in full. And then yeah, by the time you get to the end of it, you're yeah, going to be like, right, I am talking out the edge of the police, but I'm going to hear it myself. <laughs> yeah, I just seen a comment come up, and I was like, I've got to address that. You're making, you, what but, you want to do is you want people to go back and, and, and listen to it like they watch. Well, it's, it's not even that. Yeah, yeah, I want them to get through the end of it. And yeah, go, you want to get to the end oh, of it. Oh, this go has got, it's got more depth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because it's not just one topic we're covering. It's we hit. We're hinting at something else as well, and it's something quite a lot of people have suffered from, and a lot of people know. You know, people suffer from because the, the whole idea. And I, I was let this get really loosely fired off, but the whole idea is, you know, it's memories. Yep. Well, memories are, 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 are like a trigger, you know, memories. But what, what could happen to take away your memories? Oh, yeah, like like the thing that actually come into your life to do that. Yes. So, like, but, but it, that's only, like, part of it. So, we like, and it's, it's developed really naturally. Well, that's, I think it's interesting, like I say, um, I think of music in terms of uh, sound paintings. And yeah. So, yeah. like, and so I think, like I said, in the way that I like to go back and watch a Scorsese film like ten times, when I listen to something that that speaks to me like a sound novel, I'll go back and and try to uncover what's going on with that, right? And keep on diving into it, and diving into it, and I think that's you know, that's the kind of replayability that you get when you put together something that's special. You know, I think yeah. that's what you do with albums and EPs. And I think, I think because of the pandemic, people are more willing and maybe have more time 
to listen to full projects from people. And, and so I've been getting a lot of engagement on my latest releases where people are listening to like three, four songs of the, of the project, which yeah. is like, yeah. that's what I want. And I don't want you just listening to one of them. I want you to listen to all of them. If you listen to four of them, that, that's better. That's like, that's the direction I want people to go, you know? So that, that, that I'm hoping that's the new trend that people are willing to stick with an artist and not just bounce all over the map, which is, you know, it's, it's, like, you said, it's like you said that like in hip hop, the concept album, the, the concept album yeah, works, yeah, become quite a staple, whereas it's left rock. It's yeah, gone it's to hip hop. Rock. I don't know why. But I, I feel like it's not just hip hop's not the only other genre it could have gone to. It's like I listened to a bit like, uh, what was it? Peripheral vision by Turning Point. It's so clearly a love story. Mm-hmm. But you've got to piece it together. Like, I mean, it's the most depressing love story I've ever heard. Put it that way. Uh, but, you know, it's there. And it's like, I listen to stuff like, I don't know if you've heard it, but Eternal Blue by Slipknot. Uh, not Slipknot, Spirit Box. What the fuck? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> Spirit Box. I, I gotta check that out. It's a good it's album. album. It's a really good album. They are they definitely are gonna be the next big thing in metal. Um, um, but to me, it seems like more of an exploration of like, I don't know if it's because the singer's like not grandmother passed away from Alzheimer's like halfway through recording of it or something, but it's just the underlying sense of melancholy. To it, yeah, and it's like, I, I, I like that. You like, well, I've always liked that because I mean, I listen to the Velvets, I listen to like Liz Fair, I listen to like uh, Juliana Hatfield, like you know, she was in the Blake Babies, yeah, and yeah. she's just like an Amherst, you know, Riot Girl before Riot Girls. And every album she had had this kind of melancholy to it, it just like it just like it's about like relationships falling apart, and and they always. It, they're not concepts, but they feel like concepts. Like she just came out with an album this year called Blood, and it's it's like it's like it's just a concept about things falling apart. Yeah, and it's yeah. about like you know bad romance and bad feelings and you know hang ups. I just like I always like getting gravitating toward artists that that have something to say that's not necessarily happy. Like I'm not going to listen well, I to mean, like, the, I mean... the latest happy track. Not that I like funk, and funk makes me happy, right? So I'll listen to something funky from like you know a funk band, and I've listened to some modern funk bands out of California. They're doing some really cool jam funk, and it's just saying you know it's like party stuff, but it's like it's not three minute party stuff. It's like ten minute party stuff. <laughs> so the that, thing that's is, it's of, like. like... The, the thing is, I, I find that two music, uh, music has two purposes, and that is, it's either to make you dance, or it's to make you think. Yeah, that's true. It's, and sometimes when it makes you think, it makes you cry. I think it's cool when you can merge dance and thinking and get somebody like a prince, which has always been what I've tried to do, is, mm. is have a funky beat or have a, a more, more hip hip-hop beat or a funk beat or something that's a little more rocking, but then add progressive and psychedelic and rock elements into it. 
and then you can actually get some like sign of the times type of thing. Yeah. If you yeah. think about like, cause sign of the times is like, it's, it's a funk rock record with psychedelia in it in soul. And that is a weird, not everybody tries to hit that mix. You get, you get a guy like Curtis Mayfield used to do it with Superfly, you know, so you can get like that funky beat on, on Superfly. He's like, damn, that's like this. But that song is saying something, you know, the, yeah, the whole yeah. Superfly soundtrack is funky as hell. It's danceable as hell, but it's got amazing guitar, awesome bass, really good horns. And it says something. Well, I found that that's the same with the uh, the recent Churches album. Yeah, yeah, that's a very it's come good. out, especially like he said, she she said uh, stuff like that. It's like it's coated in a very like danceable aesthetic. But like say he said, she said, for example, like I think even Singer came out and said it. But it's about like expectations that are placed on women in society. Like oh well, you know. You know, you know, keep yourself fed, fed but you know, you know, keep an eye on your waistline as well. Yeah, so it's about thing, the you destructive, know. destructive nature of the net in relationships. Yeah. And the thing I like about churches is they get this new wave beat, and then they have really d dense, deep, dark lyrics. But the darkness is not in a, like a. It's not it's very up front. It's very yeah. It's not in a dirge oh, beat. It's not like like sometimes you do dark albums and it's a dirge beat. And it's slow and it's like it's gonna put you to sleep, right? But they do funky, new wave, dynamic beats, but then have really dark content. That if you listen to the song at first, you wouldn't know it's dark, but then when you actually uncover the lyrics. You're like, this is dark as hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, it's like um, what is it? It's like I found, like, you would say the same about the Smiths. Yeah, Smiths are like that. Yeah. yeah. They're like that. Same as you could also find the same about the Cure in some places. Yeah, the Cure are like that too. Like, a lot of 80s bands, and that's 80s bands, and that's, that's 80s, 90s. And that's why I say that the, the, the churches. They're quite the throwback in that manner. Yeah, they got that De Depeche Mode, Joy Division, New Order kind of like you got a nice dance beat, but you got a really killer lyric that it's deep. It's not it's not just about dancing and having a fun time. There's something going on in, in what mm. the story's about. You know, if you listen to a lot of New Order songs, they've got this kind of darkness about, you know, death and guns and in, 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 in dark it just gets really dark on it <laughs> yeah you're like what the hell and it's like there's all this death and there's all this darkness and there's people carrying guns around and people dying and being reincarnated and all kinds of weird stuff and it's just like in it's not what you would think would be in a dance track you know it's, See, not what you it's, think like, it's like it's like i had this idea for a concept album we're not doing it I wish we were, but we're not. We're not. We're not. Emily's probably watching this and going, "He's got ideas for another concept album." Yeah, do it. Get the other side of yourself. Like, do it. The idea was it was called Red Circles. Yeah, and but you're not doing it. It got really. See really fast. So the idea was it was like um 
it was like pondered up while we were in lockdown. Oh, it's going to make you go, wow, you, you had balls to even think about recording this. But um, <laughs> the idea was I was reading like in George Orwell. And um, obviously surrounded by a global pandemic. And I was listening to lots of low, and, and I was listening to lots of like, like really heavy, nasty stuff, really horrible. And I, I thought, how can I, like, adapt all these thoughts that I've got into a concept album? And I thought, well, I can't. <laughs> so I'll add some um, some distorted guitars, but I'll have it as walls of noise around acoustic or sim. And um, and the idea was that it was set in a fascist Britain. Oh, and, like, a uh, class, like a clash fascist Britain, like what the clash used to reel about? Yeah, so yeah, like so a, a, a fascist Britain with a disease that's going to power, and um, you, you can't really identify it because symptoms change all the time. But it, the, the main prominent thing is it pops up in red circles on you, hence the name red circles. I think you should and go with it. I think you should go with it. I think we, yeah, but the thing is, we'll piss a lot of people off. <laughs> but, but then again, no, music without pissing people off. Elvis yeah. pissed people off. But then, uh, what was it? The, the idea was that um, the government was lying to people. Tell them to go back spy. <laughs> oh, that's oh, truthful. That like, the government does lie. But then they, they were telling people like go outside. You know, take take your life, take your kids' life. Well, we got and, people uh, doing that right now in the US. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's happening in Sheffield. People getting stabbed left, right, and center. Yeah, mad. We got people just like you know they just they don't care like. And they just, just they, hysteria. They just believe whatever. Like you know, they they don't believe they got it. They do. They and then if they got it, they don't. They think it's a it's fake. Uh, yeah. you know, everything's fake. It, like the everything is like everything is like it's very much a very Orwellian. Like we're living in an animal animal farm hybrid eighty four nineteen eighty four world, where like you know, like double speak is is the rule of the day. <laughs> that's that's, well, right. Right. that's pretty much what it is. The the, the idea that I had though was that I don't know if you've seen like have you seen like anything like uh, Gemini Home Entertainment? Oh no, what's that? What's that? It's like there's this like genre that's come out. And it's called analog horror. And it's on all over YouTube. I'll send you some later. You'll like it. Like a horrorcore like horror type of thing. It's not music, it's just video, it's a style oh, it's of presentation. Like a hack video, like like weird. It's like um it's like well it's like you know, like old like eighties, like seventies sort of videos. So say like there'll be like messages like popping up on like oh, you so it's all jammed together and cut real close. Yeah, and it's got analog glitches and all that, hence the name I'll analog horrible. I was looking at stuff like that. And I thought, cool. well, what if we could have like a music video like that? It was like a PSA telling people to go outside. Oh, you want to breathe in the air, that you're breathing the infection. 
And then at the end of the video, it would say something like, this message will repeat until there are none left to read it. Well, I like, like 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 War of the Worlds. Like, yeah, <laughs> so like, that sort of thing. Really, really just like Orson really Wells. sort of sinister. <laughs> I think I'd like to go and do it, but I know that Emily's probably watching this right now. She's going she's like, ah, oh, maybe not. <laughs> but but like Orson Welles got in just trouble. Speaking good God, Orson Welles got in trouble for the doing that radio making people think the martians came yeah, yeah. could you imagine if we put out something and it was like guess what there's a there's a virus going about and the symptoms change so it's impossible to identify base a hundred percent you put that on youtube you probably have somebody that believes it you know you yeah exactly <laughs> i don't want to be i don't want to be responsible for that no, no, no. I'll wait until pandemic over, and then I'll, and then I'll, I'll, I'll capture Emily, and I'll force her to do it. Well, even if you put a caption that this is a sci-fi story, this is not yeah. real, right? You could put that and have it going over it, over and over. Uh, well, and the way it's people like, are today, they would still believe it's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like I, I've had I've had numerous ideas though, like over lockdown, because obviously when you're in lockdown, all you can think about is the apocalypse. Well, because it's kind of like a mini, it's like a mini one, or it's like a real one, depending yeah. on your level of um fear. Yeah. Well, for for me, it weren't it wasn't so much that. It was just like I, I I'm into like morbid shit. I I, I don't search it out, but like I like my creepy pastas. I like my really creepy like nightmare stories. It's like I uh I told. Emily, we had a we had a rejected idea. This idea got but if it was up to me, it'd have been accepted. No, I, but I said, I, I, Emily, there's a place for that kind of stuff. Like you listen to like Nine Inch Nails, you listen to Marilyn Manson. I mean, there's there's this horrorcore. You know, even in like um like original, the original Tyler the Creator stuff was all this horrorcore. Like the original mixtapes are very dark. Like the yeah, original yeah. Earl, Earl and Tyler stuff for, for Odd Future was so dark. It was like, some of it was like, you know, you had to get censored because it was really crazy. And, yeah, um, yeah. you know, and they don't do it now. But, but you know, sometimes live he'll do some of the old stuff. But it's all it's all about like going around cutting people's heads off and doing like a horror. It was so over the Terrible top. things to the windpipe. Yeah, when the it, was just, it was nothing but, but like, like horror movie stuff. Like going to see Creep Show. And Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth, you know. And I'm more of like a Hitchcock guy. I like I, I like the subtlety in horror. I like the Boris Karloff kind of horror. You know, I like Cosmic. Yeah, you know, well, that's what you're into. Or in, or, or like or deep like personal horror. horror, or psychological horror. You know, like like a well, stuff like I don't know if you've read it, but this bad boy here. Ooh, no, I gotta check that out. Send me that. Yeah, send me that. Yeah, it's uh, that that one of the most depressing books I've ever read. Well, that would that would start my day off, right? <laughs> it won't. <laughs> I see the sarcasm, so I'm like, yes, it will. <laughs> no, it's it's sometimes I like to read things like they they kind of push it. Well, you see this. It's it's based. It, this is an ad adaptation. Mm -hmm. There's no. I hope there's no kids watching. But this is like, and like it's drawn. It's a manga. Oh, it's a version manga. of it. Oh, that's cool. 
I'm into that. But I'm the, a, the original I'm a book, comic fan. The original I'm book was written by someone called Azamu Desai. And it's like semi-autobiographical. You know, semi-autobiography. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was basically about how, like, him from being a young, uh, a, a young age, he didn't feel like he really fit in with people. Hence the name No Longer Human. And... It, it'd get like it, it gets goes to some really dark places. Like it get it would like as a child, he was getting like raped numerous times a day. Oh wow, that's heavy. And then like his first love, he tried a double suicide with her. She died. He survived. Whereas like guilt. So it's, 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 it's just everywhere you look at it. It's like, oh, that's heavy. That's a little heavy. Well, maybe not too heavy. I, I can get into stuff because, like, I used to read. I still read a lot of lot of manga. I mean, what's chilling about it is the original novel, novel, literally like a week after it came out, critical acclaim is that he actually did take his own life. Oh, that's crazy. That's about wow. Well. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's like when you know all that and you're reading through it. But that's kind of like, like a Joy Division story. Like, like you're on the edge of being big, and you're Ian Curtis, and he's like, "Well, I, I can't do that," you know. So you you're done, you know. <laughs> but that I think that that happens to artists, you know. Artists are like they do their breakthrough thing, and right when they're gonna get the most attention, then they can't handle it, you know. Yeah, so it ends yeah. up being like Ian Curtis. It ends up being like other people. That, well, that's like Kurt Cobain. Yeah, yeah, he was on the edge of like super. He was already mega big, but he was getting ready to jump to even mega, 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 right? And he couldn't handle the mega, mega. If mega was already kicking his ass, you couldn't handle big. Yeah, like so mega, mega was gonna gonna put him under, and he's like, "Well, I can't handle it," you know. Like, and there's there's a bunch of stories like that in in music, you know, where people just they just on the edge of breaking through, they just can't handle it. but we are at the like one minute, one hour, ten minute, and some of our providers can't go beyond that for um, distribution. So we'll have to maybe do a part two. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I we love, can do. Well, we can do another one if you want tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I think I've got a practice with another project to talk about that uh, another, another time when it's more closer getting there yeah if you want to do it closer to when it comes out because it have more impact we we can do that because this yeah, will be awesome help push your uh your pre-save <clears throat> and like i said the pre-save is going to be on the links on on the youtube and facebook versions of this um podcast so you'll be able to click right through to the pre-save for the cartoonist so everybody go and check out the link tree that's there. But Do it. The, Otherwise, the Emily will drink your blood. She'll track you down. <laughs> and remember, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Doing, like, honestly, I don't know where she is. Well, that's okay. Um, but we, we're doing a podcast festival again in February 11th through the 13th. So if you guys are ready at that point, we're going to play again. Um, we're going to do that whole weekend in February. The 11th through the 13th. So if you have, have the ability to do it, we'd love to get to come back on and do it. We're setting we're, up we're, we're for it already. It, it's, yeah. it's all depending on if I can get another acoustic guitar. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's hard when you oh, lose your oh. baby. I know about that. 
I lost yeah. my baby one time. It actually was <clears throat> didn't get stolen, but it got damaged. I had a roll and they got damaged in their flood. And it was the only one I had. It was back when I was first starting and it was my mom for some reason took my Roland mm. and put it in the damn basement. And I was gone on a trip and I don't know why she just didn't leave it in my room. I told her like leave it in my room. Don't put it in the basement. Then I come back and like, what's going on? Oh, your Roland was in the basement. It's like, why'd you put it in the basement? You know the basement floods. <laughs> so like thousand dollar instrument down the tubes. <laughs> that to hurt. Yeah, I understand the hurt. That that hurt me big. Yeah. The, uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna improve. I'm gonna take a step up on it. But yeah, I'll I'll let you know. We'll, conf yeah. we'll confirm at a later date. But we're gonna do it again next year too. I mean, we're doing one in February. <clears throat> we'll probably do another one in July. So maybe by then you'll have your guitar. We won't be able to do July. Well, what are you doing in July? Emily's on holiday. Oh. Well, I know. I thought the same. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna plan a tour, aren't we?" And she was just like, "How long is she on holiday in June? For six months." I was like, "God damn you!" How long is she gone? Six months. She going for six months? Starting when? June, I think. Oh wow. Yeah. So if we, so if we did oh, it in May, wow. if we did it in May, she could do it in May. Maybe. Maybe. But no, that, that depends on if it's just us, because we, we, we'd rather have it so we've got, like, quite, you, you know, because how I, I, what I'm thinking of it is it's like the, the, the people that will come, you know, come to watch are those that have watched before. So I'd want something new for them, and I'd also want the other stuff that we've done before to have it fully kitted out so it's like yeah, almost yeah. like a studio well we're doing the thing you know most likely in july if we might miss it we're doing it in february we'll probably do it in december too so we're gonna try to do three times next year december will be fine i reckon i think she'll be back for november okay yeah so maybe you'll hit us on the november december time so, yeah that'd be yeah. great Positive. It, it gives other artists a chance to shine before we come in and just yeah. Just, just <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you guys did so well. You did, you did really well. You know, in, in uh, you know, a lot of bands played, but you guys had a lot of participation, so that was good from your audience. And so, we're we're happy. We're hoping to. We're trying to get some sponsors this time. Cross yeah. my fingers. Yeah. We're trying to get sponsors that actually give bands that play stuff. So, like, like you know, so I can't say who, but they would give you like equipment. So, so that's what I'm working on. So we'll talk to you about it later. And yeah, uh, definitely, yeah. that'd be great. Have, have a, yeah, have a have a good rest of the day. It's like evening time, or what, what is it? Now? It's night time. I'm gonna go yeah. watch a film with Squid Game with my girlfriend cool. and beg people to pre-save. I'm going to get some <laughs> some dinner. <laughs> I've had to, I, no, honestly, I scrummed like a full steak and ale pie, chips and beans, like in five minutes before I came on here. Don't worry, I'm full. <laughs> All righty. Right. See you. You take care. Have a nice night, everyone. Bye bye. Bye. bye.